welcome, welcome, welcome to Tilt. Happy Monday, everybody. Well, let's call it Malcontent Monday. Bet it all on a team you knew couldn't win. Reality checks what's next. Where shall I begin? It's your boy OG. If it's your first time joining us, Tilt stands for talking in lamest terms. DraftKings, FanDuel, and MGM got you down. Analytics leave out specifics and only brings tears of a clown. But you know where to go. You know what to do. Turn on the podcast pirate and I'll get you through. Malcolm 10 Monday. I'll take you out. Let's go. All right, everybody. Back from all the turkey and stuff and then ham and then everything else under the sun. Let's get into these quick hits. Uh, speaking of taking out, uh, the Carolina Panthers took out Coach Frank Reich early this morning. Uh, Frank Reich fired by the Panthers. Uh, they're not doing Bryce Young any favors, in my opinion. Frank's the quarterback whisperer. Everybody's saying he wasn't the right guy, whatever the case may be. Frank's the quarterback whisperer. He's been fired from, he got fired from the Colts, and he probably got fired for Carolina for them not letting him do it his way. He helped Philadelphia win a Super Bowl. That should speak for itself. And I'm, I'm pretty sure Carolina's looking at what C.J. Stroud's doing in Houston. Different situation. If you put Bryce Young where C.J. Stroud's at, I'm pretty sure he'd do just as well. But, hey, that's neither here or there. It is what it is. Frank's out of there. Last night, the Ravens Chargers, 2010 Ravens. Man, fire Staley now. What, what's the holdup? He's got to go. He's holding somebody's spot up. He has got to go. We're going to go back to Thanksgiving Day. Uh, since we didn't get a show in Friday, first we're going to start with the Packers versus Detroit. Uh, Detroit handed out a lot of turkeys and also a lot of fumbles. Three to be exact. Uh, the Love's back in, in Packerland, 29-22 Packers. Then we had my beloved Cowboys versus the Commanders. This one was never in doubt. The boys up opened up a can of whoop ass 45 to 10, prompting the firing of DC Jack Del Rio and a DB coach. Riverboat Ron, you're next. Moving on, then we had the 49ers versus the Seahawks in the finale on Thanksgiving Day. The Seahawks, I'm gonna give it to them. They brought the pain. They were giving it to uh 49ers uh, position players, but they, but they just weren't tough enough. 31-13 49ers. Uh, then we're going to talk about more firings. Pittsburgh finally got rid of OC Matt Canada. Will that help? Who knows? Uh, more Cowboy news. Deron Bland uh, broke the NFL record. Five pick sixes in one season. That's the NFL record. Trayvon who? Yeah, I said it. Trayvon who? And I'm a Cowboys fan. So take it however you want to take it. Moving on to the NCAA. Colorado. Colorado's coach, tight end coach Tim Brewster resigns or got fired. Let me explain it to you. It's like this. All the devil agents in the Colorado organization have been exposed. And they're, in the next few days, they're, gonna, they're either going to resign or be fired. That's just what it is. Uh, they finally got the buffs. I mean, the Buffs got the message in that last game against Utah. They called back two touchdowns. They were touchdowns. So, I'm trying to tell you, Coach Prime's not going anywhere. You watch Star Wars, he's the Death Star. He is Darth Vader. He's the good bad guy. You're going to have to live with it. <laughs> Moving on. JMU, James Madison dropped their petition uh, 
to be FBS eligible this year. They told them no, they wouldn't do it. Then following the loss, J JMU and Jacksonville State get awarded a bowl game because there are not enough teams eligible. Now, listen, when they were undefeated, they wouldn't give them an FBS waiver. But now they don't have enough teams eligible, so, hey, they got a loss. Yeah, you can put them in. I mean, what was that all about? If it's not to help the NCAA, they're not going to help you. Plain, point blank, plain and simple. Moving on. Now we're going to go Black Sunday in college football. Everybody, the hatchet man was out. First University of Houston coach, Dana Hogerson, out of there. Fired. I mean, this was a long time coming. Uh, Cougars. Tom Herman is the coach at uh, Florida Atlantic. You better go get him right now. Indiana fires their coach, Tom Allen. Gone. 33-49 record. UTEP. Fires their coach, Dana Dimmel, gone after six years, a 50-88 and 88 record. Pitt fires their OC, Segetti, after going 3-9 and nine this season. Wow. I'm sure there's more to come. That's all we have right now. The new hires, Duke's coach Elko goes to Texas A&M to take that job. Uh, Mississippi State hires Jeff Levy, who's currently Oklahoma's OC. And Baylor brings back coach Aranda. They fired the OC. Both needed to go. I don't even think Ronda with the with his uh, woes and recruiting. I don't think he'll be there past five games. So they should have just cleaned house. But hey, who am I? Moving on to the NBA. CP3 versus Scott Foster, the ref. It's personal. Where is Adam Silver at in all of this? They're always saying the refs are biased. You know, not not even supposed to know the refs are there. This guy. Him and Chris Paul have uh, have a history. Chris Paul even said they've had meetings behind closed doors or what have you. So why is this guy refereeing games that Chris Paul is in? Why? And and it's blatant. Chris Paul's three and seventeen in games that Scott Foster referees. What else do you have to see? We already had a referee on the record said he was gambling. He was fixing games. So why isn't Scott Foster on the investigation? It's never personal. That's what you said. Come on, Adam Silver. Wake up. Moving on. Giannis and Coach Griffin with the Bucks are not on the same page. Well, Giannis, all I got to say is be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you wish for. You want another coach? You want another superstar? You got both of them. Now you're going to have to work it out. You're going to have to figure it out. You and Dame going to have to work y'all two-man game or figure out how y'all going to work the two-man game because at, at this point, you don't really have a bench. You got a lot of guys hurt. And, uh, you know, uh, some players are not playing like they they, they were playing. So you're going to have to figure it out. Don't get mad at the coach. You're just getting what you asked for. Moving on, the Grizzlies. They signed uh, two hardship exceptions because – Adams and Clark are still out with injuries. They pick up uh, Shaquille Harrison and Jalen Novell. Uh, they're in last, currently in last place, so I don't know how much that'll help them, but that's what they did. Moving on, NCAA men over the holidays. Purdue wins the Maui Classic over Marquette. Uh, they won the game. Marquette should have got them. Shaka Smart has a squad this year, so look out for them. I wasn't too sure about that ranking earlier in the season, but I'm sure now. Uh, number number moving on to the women's game college college women's basketball LSU 
survives uh, Virginia, still no Angel Reese. They need to clear this up. It's just lingering on. Just just say what really happened. Speculation is Angel Reese and, and uh, Kim Mulkey got into it. They didn't suspend her, but they might as well have. The thing about the academics, that's that's has nothing to do with it. I don't know if her ego got a too, little too big or Kim's got a little too big. Who knows? But they need to patch it up. It's bad for college basketball. Moving on, number 10, NC State upsets. Number three, Colorado. Second top 20 team this year, the NC State's upset. Got to take a closer look at them. Uh, sad news coming out of UConn. Gino just seems to get snake bit the last five years. Uh, Azif, Azif Fudd has a torn ACL, and she's out for the season. Last year was Buckers. This year's her. Not a good look. Moving on. Uh, Utah Tech suspends coach amid complaints from the players. He got two-game suspension. Man, go ahead and fire him now. Why are you bringing him back? If the, if the kids are complaining on him and you're taking that into consideration, he doesn't have a program. They're just telling you he's already lost them. Why two games? Just put him on administrative leave and get a new coach. Uh, moving on, Notre Dame uh, to honor coach um, Muffet McGraw with a statue outside Notre Dame. Okay, congratulations to Coach McGraw. Moving on to Major League Baseball, former Tigers great Willie Hernandez passed away. Uh, he won a Cy Young. He won an MVP and the World All and the World Series with the Tigers. Condolences to him and his family. The Padres uh, named Mike Schilt as his new manager. Moving on to Diamondbacks, land third baseman Eugenio Suarez from the Mariners. And moving on to boxing, David Benavidez stops Andre in a great fight in six. And Jamero Chalo made his uh, return on the scene after six years. And wins unanimous decision over Benavidez Jr. on boxing a little later. Okay, let's get to it. NCAA football and what's happening. Full slate. Let's start off with number one Georgia versus Georgia Tech. The committee really wanted them to be, get beat, but Georgia pulls it out 31-23. How the big game, Ohio State versus Michigan. The, uh, the, the Buckeyes get exposed. Snitches get stitches. 30-24 Wolverines. Then we had Washington at number four. This Washington State, 24-21, uh, the nail-biter. Number five, Florida State, 24-15 over Florida. Uh, no upset alert there. Number six, Oregon against number 16, Oregon State, 31-7. Wasn't much of a game after halftime. And Texas versus Texas Tech, uh, they were hoping the Longhorns lost also, but the Longhorns made a statement, 57-7. Uh, number eight, Alabama versus Auburn, 27-24. Bama, hey, the, the play, Auburn had them all game long. Uh, last second touchdown by Miro in the back of the end zone with no time left. Uh, seems like the Tide has nine lives this year. That still might not get them in the playoffs, but they're trying to get them there. Number nine, Mizzou, 48-14 over Arkansas. The Show Me State, nobody wants to play these guys. It's too bad that uh, the playoff expansion is, is not this year because they would be fun to watch. I think they knocked a couple of people off. Then we had Louisville versus Kentucky. Louisville was doing everything right, 38-31. Trap game, 
They got trapped. Kentucky pulls off the win. Then we got a number 11, Penn State, 42 to zip over Michigan State. James Franklin has to be evaluated. 42 to nothing over head coachless Michigan State. Didn't impress me. Then we had number 12, Ole Miss, 17 to 7 against uh, Mississippi State. Number 13, Oklahoma, ran it up 69-45 over TCU. Uh, number 14, LSU against Texas A&M. Heisman hype for Daniels. He padded his stats a little bit more, 42-30. to and Then we had another team nobody wants to play, Arizona versus Arizona State, 59-23. Uh, number 17, Iowa versus Nebraska, 13-10. I thought Matt Rule might well pull this one out. Number 18, Notre Dame versus Stanford. The Domers roll uh, 56-23. And number 19, Kansas State versus Iowa State. Upset City, 42-35. Who would have ever thought? Then we got number 20, Oklahoma State versus BYU. The Cowboys escape Provo, 40-34 in overtime. Then we had number 21, Tennessee, 48-24 over Vanderbilt. Uh, number 22, NC State. Versus UNC, 34 to 20, excuse me, 39 to 20, NC State. What happened to the Tar Heels? Where is Drake May? Come on, Mac. You're better than that. Uh, number 23, got uh, Tulane versus UTSA, 29-16 Tulane. Uh, Clemson at number 24, 16-7 over South Carolina. D Dabo's making a case that they're not going anywhere yet. And finally, at number 25, you had Liberty at UTEP, 48-28. Congratulations to Liberty. Games of note, Sam Houston takes on Middle Tennessee State. They won 23-20. Bearcats on a win streak. Then we had North Texas versus UAB, 45-42, Green Wave. And then we had Colorado versus Utah. If you watched it, 23-7, uh, Utah, they called back two touchdowns. If cheating was a word... Those refs that ref that game, those are that those guys. Uh, so Vitek versus Virginia. Thought it would be close, 55-17, Vitek. And JMU, newly bowl certified JMU versus Coastal Carolina, 56-14. And finally, Baylor versus West Virginia, 34-31. Baylor tried. Like I said, they're bringing the coach back. I don't know why. Then we had the Bayou Classic, Grambling versus Southern. Southern pulls it out 27-22 at the Bayou Classic. Okay, now let's talk about this Final Four hypocrisy. Uh, like I said, part of it was cleared up, some but not all the way, with Michigan beating Ohio State. But they really want is Washington and Texas to lose. So they can sneak Oregon and, and Texas, excuse me, so they can sneak Oregon and Alabama in there. I don't think it's happening though. Because for all the hype that they're giving Bo Nix and Oregon. And they have been playing well. Just because I don't like the coach. Don't mean they haven't been playing outstanding football. But Penix Jr. I think Washington is going to take them out. To eliminate Oregon from the whole conversation. Hopefully they do. Because they've been getting too much love this year for not doing anything. Washington has a better schedule, has beaten more top 25 teams than them. They beat them. And the, the Bo Nix for Heisman, okay, going to give him a Heisman for throwing screen passes. He is Mac Jones 5.0.
You see just that what just happened to Mac Jones. He's Mac Jones 5.0. They also Alabama needs Texas to lose because they can't jump them any other way. Even if they win the SEC championship and Texas win the Big 12, how are they gonna jump them and they beat them? How are they gonna jump them? They can't. The only, like I said, the only team that has a pass in this top four is Georgia. If Georgia loses the SEC title game, they're dropping no further than four. They're not. So does their resume stack up? Does Alabama have to be in if Texas wins? Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, but like I said, Michigan didn't lose. They put a kibosh on Ohio State. They still moved Ohio State back to number six. How? How is Ohio State in front of a Texas team that's, that's playing for a Big 12 championship and a Bama team that's going to play for the SEC championship? Make it make sense. Make it make sense. And like I said, next year they're expanding, they're expanding the playoffs, which is really going to piss off Ohio State's uh, you know, Michigan, Texas, the big team, because a team like Missouri can get in the tournament next year and wreak havoc, send people home early. It's not going to be about the name anymore. You're going to have to prove, actually prove it on the field. That's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, like, it's all about the money. And like I said, if you watch any of it, it's not hard to see. Just follow the names and where they have them ranked and who they've played. And you'll see what I mean. Because the fact that Washington, like I said, you could argue that Washington is, is, is could be number one in the rankings. But then they go through this whole gamut of uh, what makes them the strength of schedule, who they played, how they won. It's just, like I said, they keep moving the goalposts. It's just a bunch of BS and those people in the room, it's a bunch of BS. All they do is look at the gross net profit. That's what they look at. They're not looking at no damn schedules or any of that. Uh, moving on. Like tell the, the college college uh, coaches, Coach Prime's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. And like I said, the thing that it's not that. They don't like him. It's not that they don't, they're not trying to sabotage him. They don't like Coach Prime because what he brings and the number one thing I keep saying over and over again, he is who he says he is. And that's what they can't stand. Once again, I'm going to go over the, the top 10 right now for a college, the way they have it stacked right now. It could change tomorrow with the uh, the show. But right now, so they still got Georgia at number one, Michigan at number two, Washington at number three, Florida State at four, Oregon at five, Ohio State at six, Texas seven, uh, Bama at eight, Mizzou at nine, and Penn State at ten. Once again, how is Ohio State in front of Texas and Bama and they got to play for conference championships? Because if Texas wins the Big 12, how are you going to put Ohio State in front of them? How? They got just as many top 25 wins as they do. How? And Ohio State lost their conference championship. They should be out. Like I said, I, they should be at number nine. They should be behind Bama right now. And it's a scenario where they actually could get back in. But right now, them at number six, that's a joke. Like I said, follow the money. Moving on to the big boys now. Got Atlanta. Atlanta. Games we played yesterday. First, we had Atlanta versus the Saints. 
24-15 Atlanta. The Dirty Birds pull out all the stops. Uh, the coach knows his job is on the line, so he's in first place right now. But I can't put a gauge on the Falcons or the Saints. I mean, who when they play, if I pick them to win, they lose. When I pick them to lose, they win. I, I can't call it. Crazy division, but Atlanta's on top right now. Then we had the Steelers versus the Bengals, 16-10. Uh, Stone Age football. They fired uh, offensive coordinator Matt Canada. They'd had 400 yards of offense. They still only scored 16 points. <sighs> then we had the Panthers versus the Titans, 17-10. Derrick Henry sighting. He had two touchdowns. Then we had Tampa versus the Colts. Uh, Baker gave it the old college try, 27-20. Uh, Gardner Minshew, game manager supreme, got a win. Then we're going to go Patriots against the New York Giants. Now, I thought the Giants were the sorriest team in football until I watched some of that Patriots game yesterday. When has a rookie quarterback ever got over on Bill Belichick? 10-7, to the Giants. It's time for Bill to go. Then we got the Jags versus the Texans. 24-21. Jaguars. I mean, this was a nail-biter. The refs messed up the game. They missed a bunch of calls. Then they tried to make makeup calls. In the end, it came down to a field goal for the Texans to tie. Uh, hit the upright. Did not go through, giving the Jags the win. But the Texans are for real. Moving on, the Raiders versus the Chiefs. Like I said, the honeymoon's over for the Raiders, 31-17. They got some of that Patrick Mahomes. Uh... Moving on to Broncos versus the Browns, uh, 24-12. Broncos, Stefanski, like I said, he will not change his scheme to fit his quarterback, and that's why they're not making the playoffs. Uh, Russ, on Russ, don't call it a comeback. It's just Russ. Okay, then we had the Rams versus Arizona, 37-14. As long as Matt Stafford's back there slinging, they have a chance. Then we have the Bills versus the Eagles. Probably was the best game of the day. 38-34. Jalen Hurts makes it hurt. For all the crap they want to say about how good Josh Allen is. And I really can't say he choked yesterday. I cannot say that. Uh, they put on a great performance. But my thing is, he lost. Nothing to talk about. That dude wearing the Philadelphia uniform, the number one, that went up the gut. To seal the game, he ain't kicking no field goals, don't win games. Remember that. McDermott, before they fire your ass, field goals don't win games. And I'm just going to say it, being a Cowboy fan, the Eagles are the best team in the league until somebody beats them. 49ers, you're on the clock. Then we had the Ravens versus the Chargers. Like I said, 2010, I said that earlier. Top seed in the AFC is Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. But there's no chatter. Explain to me why. Explain to me why. That's all I'm saying. And tonight we got Minnesota events against uh, Chicago. Some more black quarterback magic. We got Josh Dobbs and we got Justin Fields. Let's see what happens. Okay, let's run down these divisions in, uh, in pro football. First, the AFC East. Got the Dolphins. Uh, it seems like a lock. They're three games up on Buffalo. Nothing to talk about. AFC North, court like I said, the Ravens, the team nobody wants to talk about or play. Uh, the AFC South, we got the Jaguars. They're two games up on the Texans and the Colts. Uh, not a lock. Not they're not a lock because like I said, the Texans are for real. 
AFC West, Kansas City, two games up on Denver. I don't see Denver running them down, but anything's possible. NFC East, Eagles, two games up on the boys. Whether we make up that ground or not, I don't know. NFC North, you got the Lions, two games up on the Vikings. And in the NFC South, you got the Atlanta and the Saints tied at the top spot with Tampa lurking, one game behind. Like I said, in Baker, I trust. And then finally in the uh, uh, NFC West, you got the 49ers, two games up on Seattle. But 49ers got a tough schedule, so they may be able to catch up. Moving on, let's talk about the NBA. Let's talk about NBA. Got some NBA stories. First of all, Boston. I thought it would be uh, Joe Mazzula couldn't mess it up, but those rotations, I don't understand. I mean, does he have a mandate to, pay, to play Pritchard and Howard uh, certain minutes? Because it baffles me because he plays them like they're six men, like they could be starters, and they are not. I don't know what's going on with uh, Missoula. I don't know if he got it from upstairs, but his uh, rotations are horrible. Then we're going to talk about Orlando. Orlando is hungry. They got Banchero coming into his own. He's going to be a problem. I mean, he's a Duke player, and I don't like Duke players, but, uh, yeah, he, he's like that right now. They're holding up the two spot. Three, you got the Bucks with a new coach, new point guard. Like I said, Dame and Giannis got to get on the same page. They got to play that two-man game to perfection because they don't have anything else. Four, you got Miami. Uh, Bam is killing it. Hero is killing it. Jimmy's health is the only problem. He's in a game, out of a game, in a game, in a game out of a game. But he always shows up for the playoffs as long as they get in. So they're doing their normal thing. Then you got the 76ers. Come on, man. They Basically, to me, they're the best team in the East. They got the best roster. If you look at it from top to bottom, they got two teams. But, hey, MB does he claims he wants to be the man. He wants to be the man until he has to be the man. And then he wants to be a three-point shooter and doesn't get in the box. I don't know what to say about it. Also on the uh, East Coast, uh, Eastern Conference side, man, free uh, Mikael Bridges from the Nets. Free Mikael Bridges from the Nets. Free Donovan Mitchell from the Cavs. And please free LaMelo Ball from the Hornets. I'm just saying. These guys are too good to be toiling away on these teams. They don't want to do nothing. And then time's up on a couple of players. Zach Levine, time's, time is up. Your inconsistencies. The inconsistency is going to play you right out of the league. This dude has next-level talent. Can't string together a bunch of consistent games to save his life. I'm going to blame him. Then I'm going to blame whoever his coaches is. Because you got to demand it out of a guy with that much talent. But as, as it stands, he wants out of Chicago. And there's no market. No market. Sad. Then you have Jordan Poole. Time's up. He hasn't even been in, in Washington for a cup of coffee yet. Fans want him gone. He's entitled. Yes, he has a ring. Yes, he could be valuable to a team. But, I mean, somebody got to tell him. He ain't Steph Curry. He ain't Clay. Or somebody's going to end up punching him again. That's all I'm saying. And we're going to go to the Western Conference. Number one, <laughs> it's going to shock you. The T-Wolves. 
Uh, I mean, despite getting punked by Draymond, uh, they rallied. They number one in the West. Uh, number two, OKC. They hungry, talented, and they re and they ready. Even with the Josh Giddy drama. Number three, you got the Nuggets. Murray's still out. Now, now Djokovic has to hold down the franchise. He's not really doing too good of a job, but he's supposed to be the best player in the world. I think not. Number four, the Mavericks. I'm actually impressed that Kyrie and Luka have figured it out how to play it against, to, how to play together. But I mean, I knew it wasn't going to be a, a problem for Kyrie because he played with LeBron before. But he's not worried about Luka. He's played with the face of the league for like five years, so he's not worried about that. It's Luka who's got to come along, and he's grown up a little bit. We'll see how it goes after the All-Star break. Then we have Phoenix. Still no big three. And there's no more easy money sniper so far this year. So far this year, it's, it's been the Reaper. The Reaper's returned. 31.4 a game. Yeah, I think old Katie heard those things about him being a step off, including from me. But I've seen him play these last couple of games and a couple without book. Yeah, that's the Reaper. Moving on, the Kings at six. Injuries have held them back a little bit. Uh, Sabonis is trying to make up for his playoff gaffe. Uh, they'll be in it. I still think they need to make a couple of moves. Herder's got to go. He's he's not the white Clay Thompson. He He's on and then he's off. And when he's off, he's off. And at seven, the Lakers have underachieved. Ham seems not to have a clue. It's all up to LeBron, but but he won't he don't he doesn't want to get the blame, but AD AD will, and he's cool with that. But you know he's supposed to be in the goat conversation, but he doesn't want to take any of the blame. But he's gonna take all the accolades when they win. Something's got to change. Somebody's got to have a coming to Jesus. Uh, stop talking about get uh, passing a torch. Make AD play, and you stop being oh it, it's not my fault. Uh, or you're not going to get anywhere. Then we had the Rockets. Uh, Ume is building a monster out there. He's got Jalen Green on board. Uh, everybody knows their role out there. All you got to do is watch him play. Van Vliet is running it like he's supposed to. Rockets, I didn't think they were going to be a problem until maybe next year. But so far, they're a problem. The Pelicans, they're winning by Zion Williamson. Big stupid has got to go. He got to go. He's got to go. You can't push him as the face of the franchise with the allegations he had on him, and he still hasn't addressed them. He's got to go. He's been playing pretty good ball, but every time he steps in front of a mic, it, like I said, it further diminishes the organization. They got to get him out of there. And then we have the Clippers. Uh, Russ took one for the team again, uh, and Harden is on this. Oh, he's the system or whatever. When is he going to take one for the team? All those guys have sacrificed. Kawhi, Paul George, Russ. When is Harden going to take one for the team? Kawhi reminds want to know. Then we got Golden State. Hey, like I said, Steve Kerr didn't build it, so he doesn't know how to fix it. And I keep give, telling them, giving them the blueprint. Go get LaMelo Ball and Dwight Howard. Go get LaMelo Ball and Dwight Howard. I'm going to say it again. Or you looking at a first-round exit. That's all I'm saying. 
Now, players in the Western Conference need to be freed. We need to free Jordan Clarkson from the Jazz. But I think he kind of likes it out there. I think he likes his role. He's just hooping. And I, hey, but still, I like to see him on a contender. Uh, free uh, Russell. Uh, uh, Russell from the Lakers. He not working out. He not working out. And free Clay. If Clay doesn't get out his feelings, they're going to have to do something with Clay in Golden State. And finally, free Tim Hardaway Jr. from from my from the Mavericks. It's just like they won't let him shine. Every time he has a big game, it's like that he doesn't get to play the next next game. Uh, uh, that's not right. So, uh, like I said, uh, the boxing this weekend you had uh, Benavidez against Andre. Uh, hey, Benavidez took care of business in six. Canelo wants no part of this monster and. It, his nickname is the monster, and Canelo wants no part of this monster. Two years ago, Canelo, Canelo might have handled him. Now, it's not happening. And I'll tell you why. When Bivol beat Canelo, his rematch clause, you notice Canelo didn't take it. Because he's always talking about a mano a mano, Mexican pride. You want to stand there and go toe-to-toe? Man, all Bivol did was stand in front of him and play rock'em, sock'em robot. What do you think Benavidez would do? If they go on mano and mano, I tell you what's good would happen. He would knock Canelo's ass out right now. Canelo's not going to fight this kid unless they make him. And like I said, Jamel Charlo, he came back after two year laid off, but he came in overweight. They were fighting at a catch weight. It doesn't mean anything to me because if you're the undisputed champion, no matter how, when you're coming, when the undisputed champions take tune up fights and then at a catch weight, that's some sucker. You know what? But. I mean, he looked good. I'm not a Charlo fan. I think their boxing skills are, are average at best. They just, him and his brother, both in dead divisions. But he afforded himself well Saturday night. I'm not taking nothing away from him. But you're an undisputed champ, and you fighting at catchweights? Come on, man. I want to say something about boxing because that was the first time in a long time. Every fight on the card was a good fight. I mean, every one of them. Whoever put that together, I think it was Al Heyman, I'm not for sure. Every fight on that card was good. The little super lightweight, Roach, great fight. He took the belt away from the champion. Then you had Matisse. I forgot he was at 140. Another beast at 140. Another reason why Ryan Garcia won't bring his quitting ass up there. Then you had, uh, like I said, Charlo. Had a good fight with uh, Benavidez Jr. And then the two undefeated, uh, Benavidez against Andre, that, they were all the fights were good. These guys need to fight. But here's the thing. All these guys are talking about the business and, and all of that. The guy who messed up boxing with the business is the same guy who needs to fit. Floyd Mayweather needs to be the next Don King. Because it's obvious these guys don't, none of these guys in any of these divisions, they don't know how to promote fights. They don't know how to get people interested. They think they're doing good business, but they have no idea what they're doing. Shakur Stevenson, case in point. And Floyd could get people to, to come to the fight. But the only thing is, the difference between Floyd and Don King, Don didn't care about it not being about him. Floyd's always got to make it about him in some form or fashion. And that's where the rub is. If you get nobody's making 30 million, 40, 50 million a fight like he was. The only guy that's making that kind of money is Canelo. And he doesn't have to promote himself 
because you know he is the Mexican dream. He could fight on single de Mayo every year and make more than most fighters make. They fought three or four times, even champions. You know he made his mark. He fought Floyd Mayweather, one of the biggest pay per views ever. He does his self promotion because this promotion team sucks too. And Oscar De La Hoya don't know, doesn't know if he want to be a man or a woman. So people not taking him seriously from promote. Al Heyman is the boogeyman. People don't know what he does or where he's at or who he's going to be. Floyd is out there. He could change the whole scope of boxing if he wanted to, if he doesn't make it about him. Look what he did for Javante Davis. Javante Davis would still be an undercard if it wasn't for Floyd. But in the end, what did he do? Floyd made it about him. He needs to take a step back. He needs to stop taking these bullshit exhibitions and get with these boxers and say, hey, let's make some real money. Or else they're going to be still making three to six million. Nobody's making 10 million a fight. Nobody. Uh, I don't even think uh, Crawford and Spence, I think they made 20. But, like, you know, the next fight, they may make more than that. But other than that, that's why Crawford ain't in no hurry to fight nobody. He's sitting on 20 mil. I mean, he's country boy from Nebraska. He, he ain't flashy or flamboyant at any of that. So, Floyd is the guy that can change the scope of boxing. But, will he let his ego get out of the way to do it? I don't know. We'll see. Okay, we're going to talk a little NCAA men's basketball. Like I said, we had the tournaments over uh, the holidays. As I always told you, uh, Purdue won the Maui Classic, which was the big one. Marquette, they beat number one Kansas, uh, and Shaka's got a squad. Uh, but the, the rankings after all the tournaments are as follows. These may change uh, tomorrow. I think the new rankings come out of like one. Uh, you still got Kansas at one. Uh, Dickinson, he was he was exposed. Yeah, Purdue, uh, they played to the strength of Edney, uh, the reigning college player of the year. Arizona's probably the most complete team again. This year, but they got the edge this year with Caleb Love. They've, they've got the edge. Former Tar Heel, once a Tar Heel, always a Tar Heel. Axe Duke. Uh, and like I said, Marquette's at four. And like I said, uh, Shaka has a squad. Uh, five, UConn, defending champ. They sitting pretty. Like I said, if, if Hawkins hadn't went into the draft, they would be the number one team in the country. Uh, six, Houston is sitting at six. I'm disappointed. They need a score. They need some guards. Uh, seven, you got Tennessee. Uh, they play together. They they got poor shooters this year. Like I said, Rick and Rick Barnes is a good coach, but I don't think he can coach them out of this, the shooting slump they're in. You got Creighton. Creighton's just a good team. I think they ranked a little too high. Duke is holding it down at nine. Overrated. Roach is the key to the whole Duke Duke machine. If you take Roach out of the game, they're done. And then at ten, uh, we got Miami. Jim Laranaga's teams, they, they are always a problem. Always a problem. And then we're going to go on the women's side. Uh, of course, number one, South Carolina. Clear-cut number one. Uh, number two, UCLA. Number three, Colorado with the prime effect. But like I said, they just got beat this weekend. Number four is Stanford. The Cardinals back. Five is Iowa. Still too high, I think. They're going to uh, they're gonna go as Clark goes. Like I said, I don't know the whole – Pretty much starting uh, five left except her, but they're playing they're playing well. Uh, six UConn, even with Fudd out, they're gonna contend. LSU, 
Man, can they contend without Angel Reese? They can win some games, but they're not winning no national championship. USC is going to be a problem at eight. Number nine, Virginia Tech, a real problem. Check If you got nothing to do, you see them on TV, check them out. And finally, at 10, we got uh, Utah. I, have, I haven't really got a chance to see them yet. I'm going to have to check, the, check them out. Uh, that's pretty much it for me today. I think I cleared up everything I needed to clear up. Uh, really don't have any shout-outs today. I just want to leave one thing with you. It's been a, it was a crazy, had a great Thanksgiving. I hope you did too. But I just want to uh, impart this on you. Uh, it's been said to me a bunch of times, and I've said it to people a bunch of times. Family is not everything. It's the only thing. And in the world gone mad, we need to get back making it the main thing. You understand what I'm saying? These, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna, not gonna get on my soapbox today. But just listen to what I said. Family is not everything. It's the only thing. We need to get back to it. We need to get back to it. Now I'm off my soapbox. It's your boy OG. And I'm O-U-T.